Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. In your order of worship, there is an insert today, and we're going to do a formal celebration for Reverend Floyd's appointment to us here at St. Springs United Methodist. If you will, just follow along with me. There are a couple of uh, response items in here, and um, with that ado, we will begin the celebration. Dear friends, today we, we welcome Reverend Kate Floyd, who has been appointed to serve as our pastor. We believe that she is well qualified and has been prayerfully appointed by our Bishop Sue Halpert Johnson. Reverend Floyd, you have been sent to live among us as a bearer of the word of God, a minister of the sacraments, and a sustainer of the love, order, and discipleship of the people of God. Today, I affirm this commitment in the presence of this congregation. Brothers and sisters in Christ, as a people committed to participate in the ministries of this church, by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness, will you who celebrate this new beginning support and uphold Reverend Floyd in these ministries? How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger. Let us pray. Eternal God, strengthen and sustain us in our ministries together with Reverend Floyd as our pastor. Give her and us patience, courage, and wisdom so to care for one another and challenge one another that together we may follow Jesus Christ, living together in love and offering our gifts and talents in your service through Jesus Christ our Lord. Almighty God, you can still call us to go into your service and spread the message of the salvation of your son. Bless richly, we pray, your servant, Reverend Floyd's entrance into our fellowship. Fill her with the power of your Holy Spirit and let her find with us an open door for the word. We also pray for your church on earth. Equip us all with a spirit of willingness that we with courage can witness about you by the profession of our mouths and through our way of living. Grant us all to partake in your strength and joy so that we can enter into the anxiety and suffering of the world to be radiating and make alive that hope which Christ gives. All this we dare to pray of you, for you are to us the Father of mercy and the God of all grace. You are the Son, the Savior, and Redeemer. You are the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the Helper, and the Giver of life. Blessed be you. Amen. Reverend Floyd, accept this Bible and work among us as a proclaimer of the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Reverend Floyd, take this water and baptize new Christians in this place. Amen. Reverend Floyd, take this bread and this cup and keep us in communion, in communion with Christ and his church. Amen. Amen. Reverend Floyd, use this hymnal and book of worship 
to guide us in our prayer and praise. Amen. Amen. Reverend Floyd, receive this book of discipline and help us keep the covenant that strengthens our connection as United Methodists. Amen. Amen. Reverend Floyd, accept this globe and lead us in the mission that we have to this community and around the world. Amen. Reverend Floyd, receive this stole signifying your ordination and shepherd us as our pastor. Amen. This yoke has been laid upon me, and I willingly take it upon myself. Let us pray. Join me in prayer, please. Lord God, bless the ministries of your church. We thank you for the variety of gifts you have bestowed upon us. Draw us together in one spirit that each of us may use our differing gifts as members of one body. May your word be proclaimed with faithfulness, and may we be doers of your word and not hearers only. As we who have died and risen with Christ in baptism gather at his table and then scatter into the world, may we be one in service to others. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please stand for the reading of today's scripture, beginning with Galatians 3, 23 through 29, and then Luke 8, 26 through 39. Now before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith could be revealed. Therefore, the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came so that we may be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. And now the Gospel of Luke. Then they arrived at the country of the Garnesians, which is opposite Galilee. And as he stopped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demons into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go, to go back into the abyss. Now there was on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter there, enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it to the city and in the country. The people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. 
Then all of the people of the surrounding country of the Garnesians asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. It is a joy and a privilege to stand before you today as one of your pastors here at Sandy Springs United Methodist Church. It feels like a homecoming for me and my family, and you have made us feel at home already in our short time here. We couldn't be more grateful, and my cup overfloweth with thanks to you. Now, I'm a native Atlantan. I was actually born at Piedmont Hospital. My mom was born at Piedmont Hospital. My dad was born at Piedmont Hospital. Uh, I did grow up in West Texas. We moved there when I was seven. Um, but I came back to Atlanta for grad school and have deep roots here. Uh, my family, extended family, has always been here. So I spent summers and Christmases and holidays here. For the last two and a half years, my family and I have been in the Washington, D.C. area in Arlington, Virginia. My husband, Kyle, works for the larger United Methodist Church. His office was on Capitol Hill right next to the Supreme Court. And I was charged with starting a brand new church in Arlington, Virginia. But over the last six months or so, we had this strong sense that God was calling us to come back home. What comes to mind for you when you think about home? For me, home tastes like boiled peanuts and a salty vat of questionable liquid in a parking lot of an even more questionable gas station. It smells like magnolia trees and peak bloom. We have a beautiful magnolia tree in the front yard of our new house. It sounds like the warm greeting of people who know your mama and your daddy and then it's a place where pimented cheese is always on the menu, thanks be to God. And y'all just spills out of people's mouths with ease. Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. This is what Jesus says to the man who's the protagonist in our scripture reading from Luke's gospel. We don't know this man's name, but he's called Legion because he is filled up with demons, a veritable legion of them. We don't know what afflicts this man. Being possessed by demons can sound outdated to our modern ears. But what we do know is that this man lives in agony. He lives in a cemetery, and his only company are the swine that roam the hills between the tombs. Jesus enters his area, the country of the Gerasenes, and Jesus and his disciples are now a long way from their home. It's far away from Galilee. 
These Gerasenes were a people that were considered unclean, and this unnamed man, whom we call Legion, was also unclean because he was possessed of spirits. So Jesus here is entering taboo territory, and a country and a cemetery where rabbis were not supposed to go. He was forbidden from touching a man who was so close to death, who was so filled with spirits, who was considered untouchable. And on top of all that, there's pigs roaming around. So pork makes it another level of being unclean. Jesus was about as far from home as he could get. What comes to your mind when you think of home? For some people, home evokes warm feelings of unconditional love, home-cooked meals, a safe place you can always come to. For others, unfortunately, home is anything but safe. It's a place of fear or neglect or even abuse. For many, it's somewhere in between. Home is complicated and it's messy and it's contextual. Maybe home is the place you grew up. Maybe it's a place you discovered as an adult. Maybe it's the family who raised you or the family that you decided to choose after you left the place that you're from. Maybe you're still searching for that place that's home for you. Home means a lot of things, often many things at once. It's imperfect and it's evocative. Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. This is what Jesus says to the man who's the protagonist in our scripture reading from Luke's gospel. When we meet this man who's called Legion, he's got no home. He's been cast out from his community, forced to live alone among the dead and the pigs. When Jesus encounters him on that cemetery hillside, he begs Jesus to heal him. He says, please cast out these unclean spirits from me. What follows, as Candace and the children noted, is a really wacky scene that seems more Alfred Hitchcock than the Gospel of Luke. But here it is in our sacred scripture in all its weird and wacky glory. Jesus commands the unclean spirits to leave the man. The spirits do, but then beg to enter the swine that are roaming on the hillside. And then the pigs all take a nosedive into the lake below. It's wacky, right? But it's also a miracle on many levels. This man is finally free from those demons forever. They're cast out into the sea, never to harm him again. This man is free from agony, and he's amazed. And he wants, naturally now, to just follow Jesus wherever he goes, to be close to this man who has such power, such healing, right in the palm of his hands. So the man begs, please, Jesus, let me get into that boat. Let me go with you. Let me stay close by your side. But what does Jesus say? He says, you can't come with me. Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. Return to your home. When Kyle and I decided that we wanted to do what we could to try and come back home to Georgia, that sense of wanting to come back had nothing to do with pimento cheese, although maybe just like a tiny bit to do with it. But it actually had everything to do with wanting to be with community. 
our community. Kyle grew up on the West Coast. I grew up in Texas, but we have both spent most of our adult lives in this area and consider this place home. We wanted to be in a place with family. I'm fortunate that my family's here, parents and uncles and aunts and cousins, my 96-year-old grandfather who lives in Macon. We've got memories of the family members who've gone on before us. We wanted to be in a place with friends, the kind of friends who have seen you on your very worst day and still show up for you anyway. And to be amidst our colleagues in the North Georgia Conference of the United Methodist Church, people I went to school with and I was ordained with, I've served alongside with. This, of course, includes dear Thomas and Leslie Martin. I have known them for over 11 years now. I've worked with each of them in different churches in different capacities, and I'm grateful to call them friends. It is such a gift for me to stand here following people who are so faithful and loving. I can only imagine your grief and saying goodbye to them over the last few months. But it feels good to know that the foundation here is strong because of them. Now, I'm not saying that when you are in community with your people that all of the relationships are easy. They're far from perfect. But at the end of the day, being around people whom we could be our full selves around felt like a priority to us. To be near people we could depend on, to be near people who depended on us, people who know my story, the good and the bad and the ugly. I'm beyond grateful for these folks, and I hope to never take these relationships for granted. We are grateful to be home. Return to your home, Jesus says, and declare how much God has done for you. We don't know a lot more details about this man formerly called Legion, his friends and family, where he returned to, what happened to him after he returned home. We do know that he told his story. He told people what God had done for him. How did they respond? We don't know. We have a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. But what we do know is that Jesus allowed him to go home again. The real miracle, I think, is that this man was an outcast of outcasts. He was living among the dead and the pigs, and at the end of the story, he is restored into the fullness of community. Home was not a place he was allowed to be. Not a place that was safe or welcoming for him. It was a place that rejected him. When Jesus healed him, he didn't just send the demons away. He then sent that man back into community. Go back home, Jesus says. Be restored to community. And... Be a witness for what God can do. The God that meets people in the very place of death and restores them to new life and to life abundant. Tell your story, Jesus says. Tell your story, for that is a part of God's story. And your people need to hear it. Was the transition easy? I doubt it. This man may have had anger, and hurt and pain. His community may have felt guilt or fear or shame. But because of Jesus, they saw each other again for the first time with a new lens, the lens of light and of love and of hope. 
of a God who can make a way out of no way, a God who creates and restores home for people. What do you think of when you think of home? I think of church. Church on its best days is home. A safe place where you can bring your full self to the table, whether you've been in the community for 50 years or five minutes. It's a place where you can tell your story without edits, knowing that your story is a crucial part of God's story. It's a place that isn't perfect. It's filled with imperfect people. Unless everybody here is perfect. I haven't met y'all yet. But my experience is not everybody's perfect in the church. But no matter what, it's a place that can hold you and that unconditional love of God on your good and your bad and your ugly days. A place that offers home to people who may not be able to find it anywhere else. Sandy Springs UMC, you embody what it means to create a home in Jesus. You've provided a literal home for me and my family, the gift of the parsonage, a beautifully restored home, thank you Dave, um, and our community, so that we can be an active part of this community. Um, we're thrilled beyond measure with it. We moved in on Monday, um, and we will have a housewarming party sometime when we get a little bit more settled, so look for that, because we want you to come in and help us continue to make it a home by sharing your lives and your presence and your story with us. Already, I hear story after story about how this church community became a home for you, the ways you care for each other in good times and in bad, how you care for this place and its people. And I'm just getting to know you and hear your stories, which are a crucial part of God's story. But even with the little I know, I'm amazed by the way that you make home, not just for the people who are here on Sunday mornings, but for so many out in the community. Because when Jesus created home for people, when he inspired community building, he wasn't talking about staying inside a structure with four walls. In fact, Jesus intentionally never had a home himself. He was constantly on the move and encouraged his disciples to do the same, to leave their homes, to only travel with what they could carry on their back and go out and encounter people, all kinds of people, and people you wouldn't meet if you just stayed safely inside your home. Now, it's also true that physical structures are really important. They depended on the hospitality of strangers for a place to sleep, tables to gather around, kitchens where people cooked their meals. But too many churches can become consumed with tending to the people and the needs that are inside the four walls, but they never dare to look up and out. But if we really follow, want to follow Jesus, that's what we do. We've got to leave the comfort of the people we know, the spaces we inhabit, and follow him to the cemetery, to the land of the Gerasenes, whatever that means in our context today, to encounter those who aren't always welcome or comfortable inside our own communities, to those considered unclean or our enemies. And then over and over again, when Jesus heals and transforms and encounters people, they say, I just want to stay right by your side, Jesus. I want to stay comfortable and comforted. I've been changed. Now I just want to be next to you. 
And over and over again, from the transfiguration to the resurrection, Jesus says, nope, (laughs) you can't stay here with me. I know you've been transformed, and that's good for you, but you have got to go. You've got to go back to your people, and you have got to tell God's story, that story of transformation. Go to people who are different than you are and share the good news. Listen to each other's stories so that you can continue on that path of transformation. Sandy Springs, you answer this call from Jesus to provide this kind of home for so many. I've already heard about your ministry with Family Promise several times a year, offering your space to house and provide meals to families experiencing homelessness. But more than that, you're building relationships, you're sharing stories with each other, and you're being formed more deeply by God's story and the process. As Amber Lee announced this morning, you're supporting Project Transformation this summer, a national program that provides summer camps for children living in poverty so that they have a safe space to learn and to grow in their academic skills, to build relationships. If you sign up to volunteer and to read to the children or to provide meals to the interns, you hear each other's life stories. And doing so creates a home for one another and God. It creates a community where everybody is continually transformed. I know that every week you pack backpacks full of food to send home with local school children who otherwise might not have anything to eat over the weekend. This is a very tangible, practical way to tell God's story. When they hold that food in their hand, they know that somebody in this community cares that they're not hungry tonight. Your activity center sees a thousand different people in and out every week, which is just tremendous. You offer up your space that you have generously so that the community has a safe place to come and exercise and dance and play, to engage in summer camps and after-school programs. You do not hoard your facilities for yourself. You use them to make a home for others and to continue to build community. This is just a short list of how you're in ministry, and I'm so excited to learn about more and to be in ministry with you. When I've been in the community this week and told people I'm moving, and they asked what we do, and I tell them that I'm going to be the new senior pastor of Sandy Springs UMC, um, I'm so proud to be able to say that because of your reputation in the community as a place that provides home for so many. I'm excited to continue to do that with you and to figure out how to keep creating home inside these walls and outside. What do you think of when you think of home? Ultimately, God makes God's home here on earth in the person of Jesus Christ. God chooses to dwell with us imperfect people in an imperfect world, eating with outcasts, making friends, weeping over their losses, feeding the hungry, touching the untouchable, blessing the poor and the meek and those who make peace, empowering women and Samaritans and garrison demoniacs. God faces the shame of human violence, the cross, finally transforming death into life abundant and eternal for the whole wide world. This, friends, this is God's story, and it is our story. 
May we tell it early and often. Thanks be to God. Amen. Receive this blessing. May you go forth from this place knowing that no matter what the world says, you have a home in God through Jesus Christ. May we be unafraid to share that story early and often. Go forth with the peace of Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.